You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Steven Simcox, your host, and uh, TCU basketball season came to an end. I'm recording this. I don't know, about 30 minutes after the game. It is now officially Monday, uh, March 21st. The game took place on Sunday night, and yeah, Mike Miles was fouled. We'll, we'll just start there. Um, TCU had some missed opportunities, right? Like, uh, Benedict Matterin hit a huge shot at the end of regulation to tie the game with 12 seconds left. Um, I don't think you can allow a three-point attempt there. Easy for me to say. I'm not the one trying to guard a future NBA lottery pick, but uh, he was able to shake. I think it was Mike Miles who was guarding him, was able to shake him off the dribble. Looked like Mike was expecting a screen that was coming from the other side, and he hit a big shot. Um, that tied it at 75, and he got the ball back with a chance to win it at the end of regulation. Super disappointing that they didn't get a shot off um, on that last possession. Would I have liked to have seen – Maybe a timeout call as soon as Mike got blitzed um, by those two defenders. Sure. Uh, what I do, I wish Mike could have seen maybe an open guy um, through all the traffic there. Of course, but you know he's got a seven footer in his face. I get it. Um, but man, like getting getting hip checked like that at half court. I understand it's been an amazing basketball game. Referees don't want to decide it with a whistle, but the contact there was just egregious and uh I just I think Mike's got to go the line there now whether he makes those free throws or not I mean we don't know what would happen but geez what a missed opportunity there um of course Arizona goes down not able to get the shot off the end regulation and then you lost in overtime really struggled on the glass in OT I mean some, some tough possessions where they were scrambling trying to contest shots but just could not find a way to crash the boards and give themselves one more chance to uh, to get a shot off in a one-possession game, and they fall on OT 85-80. to Um, Incredible effort by TCU. I mean, they played great tonight. Like, a lot of the things that, if you said before the game, what's the recipe for them to have success, um, it happened. Aside from that tough stretch in overtime, they rebounded the ball really well, especially on the offensive glass. He's only shot 35% tonight. They were 23% from three. Um, they weren't even really that hot from beyond the arc. Like, it was uh, a lot of buckets where they were hustling, moving the ball well, getting some easy looks. Um, they hung with an Arizona team that is just explosive. I mentioned uh, Benedict Maturin earlier. He had 30 points. Christian Coloco, uh, the big man in the middle, he had 28 um, he had a huge first half. TCU was able to slow him down in the second half. But the first half, he was really getting anything and everything he wanted. Uh, but every time Arizona looked like they were going to run away with the game, TCU responded. They played with great energy early, had an 8 nothing lead, held on after Arizona made a run, um, went through a really tough stretch after Mike Miles had to exit the game with four fouls with around 12 minutes left where that lead got up to nine for Zona. And it just looked like, okay, they're probably going to get um, run out of the gym here. And uh, the score's most likely not going to be close at the end of it, even though it was a close game for the first 30 minutes. But they rallied, and they got back, and, and Mike Miles layup put them up one. 
Uh, I mean, they just did everything well uh, except close the game out. And, yeah, there were some missed calls. There was some help for Arizona by the officials. Uh, and there were also some missed opportunities for TCU. Eddie Lampkin was incredible tonight. And, my goodness, like the way he has grown – during the year, we all know the story, in the offseason, um, he committed to getting his body in shape. And he's become, like, he's gone from just uh, an energy guy, somebody who makes hustled plays, who's a good leader, who's an emotional presence on the floor, to a legit offensive threat. He had 20 points and 14 rebounds. I mean, and that's with, I still think, a pretty unpolished post game. And I don't say that as an insult to Eddie. I just mean, like, I think there is – potential there that has been untapped. Um, I still feel like there's a lot of ways where he can grow on the offensive end, but the way he just always is active on the floor, making plays, getting rebounds, had a huge rebound, offensive putback, went up three late, um, you know, missed a couple free throws down the stretch, but man, I, just an incredible effort by him. Mike Miles, again, you know, not, not a fantastic shooting night, like, didn't shoot the ball great, but still found a way to have a huge impact. Um, scored 20 points, had some big, tough buckets going to the rim late in the game. Had a huge and one in overtime to at least give TCU a chance with a minute and a half left. Chuck um, O'Bannon had maybe his best game of the season. Uh, you know, that Ducks struggled shooting the ball lately, but he was 7 of 18 from the field. He was 5 of 13 from three. Just There were so many good things in this basketball game, and I'm super disappointed they couldn't pull it out. I'm obviously really proud of this team. Um, I hate how it ended. I hate that there wasn't a whistle there with 2.2 with left. I've seen it pointed out that the clock even stopped. Like they were expecting, they were expecting a foul with 2.2 seconds left. There was no call. They just let it play on. Um, but, I mean – TCU took a 33-3 and team, a 32-3 and team in Arizona coming into Sunday night. The wire, they battled, they played so well. Um, I just hope there's more opportunities. And this group, there's a lot of people coming back. A lot of this core will be back next season, so there's a ton to build on. Uh, and I expected to come on the, the show a Monday show and talk a lot about the Seton Hall game too because they did win a round one game on Friday night. And they looked like the better team against the Pirates. I mean, they were moving. like It, it just looked like Seton Hall was in quicksand. They were getting anything they wanted. They were getting to the rim. They played great defense. Held Seton Hall to 42 points. Uh, and then they came out on Sunday and just had a great effort against Arizona. They were trailing by three at halftime. Hung around in the second half. Uh, up three with a minute and a half left in the game. A minute 14 left in that game. Up three with 35 seconds left in that game. I mean, just had chances to close it out. Couldn't quite do it. Some terrible calls that also affected the game. And another big call in the game. Um, and again, you got to find a way to get rebounds. It's tough when it's a scramble situation. You're trying to contest shots. But Arizona clanged like three threes in a row. Bendit Maturin got a rebound. It looked like Mike Miles had tied him up. And possession would have gone to Arizona. But it looked like Mike had him tied up, and he was able to sort of rip the ball away. And then Emmanuel Miller fouled out on a layup, and there was an and one. That was a huge moment in the game. Mike Peavy fouled out on what I thought was some soft contact. 
I'm disappointed for this team, but I'm super proud of the effort they gave. It was fun to have um, a group play big time basketball in March, like have a great game on a national stage um, in big moments. I hope they can do it again. But man, hats off to Jamie Dixon and the squad. I just feel bad that uh, they couldn't close it out and that there were some huge missed calls and missed opportunities um, that didn't allow the, the team to get it done. But my goodness, what a basketball game and, and what a fun uh, moment and atmosphere um, in that arena there in San Diego on Sunday night. As far as what happens moving forward, um, you know, all eyes kind of turn to Mike Miles, right? Like, we'll see what he does. I, I know that the NBA is going to come calling, and I'm sure he'll get some feedback and make the best decision for him. Which of the best, whatever he does, he, he turned this program around. Um, his freshman year with, with the COVID stoppages and all the, uh, you know, hectic business around it, things didn't go as planned. But along with Jamie Dixon, they retooled this roster, and he helped deliver – Maybe the best season in TCU history. I mean, a, a prisoner of the moment, possibly. But, golly, there's, there can't be many more fun teams than what we saw throughout the year. Um, and even though there were some tough losses, there were some high highs and some big wins by this group, too. So we'll see what Mike decides to do. You know, Chuck O'Bannon will be moving on. Best of luck to him. Um, he's a big-time shooter. And this team needs more shooters. I mean, that's – that's the one thing they're really missing. They play with great effort. They play with great energy. They defend well. Um, you know, didn't have their best game on defense tonight, but Arizona's so loaded. They can score in so many different ways. And I felt like they played great defense in the first half. Like, I just thought the effort was good. I thought they were doing what they could. Aside from, um, you know, the matchup problem with Christian Coloco, and they sort of adjusted that in the second half of the game. But still, Arizona scored 39 points. They just play so fast, so quick. Tommy Lloyd, the former Gonzaga um, assistant there at uh, in Tucson, and they just get up and down the floor. They're relentless. They have so many guys that can score in different ways. But TCU guarded them as well as they can. They they just, as I said a minute ago, you, you need more shooters. You need to have an ability to space the floor. They move the ball well. They get a lot of buckets via hustle, via offensive rebounding. Um, I just think this offense would open up a lot more if they're able to shoot the basketball. But Emmanuel Miller, Eddie Lampkin, Xavier Cork. That's a good combination down low. Um, you know, Damian Ball, frustrating at moments, but, man, that he just has so much confidence. He plays so hard. He makes big plays. He takes big shots. Um, I think offseason, you know, another offseason for him to just work on his game and refine some things will be huge. Uh, there's a lot of optimism and excitement around TCU basketball right now, and I hope they can carry that into next year. Uh, Frogs fall 85-80 to 80 to Arizona. Season comes to an end uh, in the round of 32. They beat Seton Hall on Friday night and won their first uh, NCAA tournament game since 1987. Just an incredible effort all around. I, I expected to get on here and talk some baseball today as well. Um, TCU baseball, they took two out of three from Baylor this weekend, fell on Sunday afternoon to the Bears. Had a huge comeback win on Saturday. But I think I'll save that for tomorrow's pod because uh, man what a game on Sunday night and what a great moment for this team this university um, 
I, I remember, like, I don't like to get super personal on this. I don't like to get real sappy. Like, this is sports. I'm covering a team. I don't want to be, like, ultimate fan guy. But I remember being a student and watching TCU go 0-18 in conference play, 0-19 if you count that loss to Texas. And it, it's hard to it's hard to consistently do this, right? Like, they had a great run. Now the challenge is going to be, can you build off it? Can you use this as a springboard? If Mike Miles leaves, can you find a way to replace him? Because even on nights where he doesn't score really well, he's just such a focal point of the offense. Defenses have to respect what he's doing. He makes intelligent basketball plays. He finds open guys. Uh, so if, if he moves on, where do you go next? These are all questions that are going to have to be answered in the offseason. But uh, the way they retooled this roster and bounced back after what was a really tough year, I said at the end of last season I thought it might be time to move on from – from Jamie Dixon. That was obviously a really stupid take. Um, Jamie bounced back in a huge way. And, you know, does the offense get bogged down at times? Yes. Did they turn the ball over too much this year? Sure. But ultimately, you look at this group, after a shot of Wells and Maxwell Evans went down, they were really down to three or four ball handlers. And they still, as the year progressed, they found a way to play a cleaner style of ball to close out games better. And um, I was just super impressed with their effort. But anyway, like I saw Harrison Grant tweet this, and I've been, you know, online a lot, obviously, after the game. And Harrison works for Chat Sports, and he's a TCU alum. But he said, you know, the gutting thing about losses like this, especially when you feel like you got jobbed at the end because of the missed call on Mike Miles, is that you just don't know when you're going to get back, especially for – a team like TCU that hasn't been there historically a lot. You can't guarantee that this is just going to continue. The success is going to continue. Um, there's a lot to build on here. So now the challenge for the Frogs is can they continue this momentum? And, of course, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made over the offseason. Uh, I'm exhausted. I'm going to try to sleep. Maybe I'm, pretty, I'm also pretty wired right now, if that makes any sense to you. Uh, thanks for hanging with me all basketball season. We'll have plenty of coverage of the basketball offseason, spring football coming up, and, yes, of course, TCU baseball as well. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.